Hey. <laughs> hey, it's been a while. It has been a while. You've been traveling and stuff. I have. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a minute. It's just, I, I was just so excited to record this show again. Like, I missed this. I missed our <laughs> talks. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? Like, when you start talking to someone every single week for like two hours, like, you skip that for two weeks and then feels like we haven't spoken forever yeah there's like a void in my life when i don't talk to you kevin <laughs> for real <laughs> um but hey we're back um not sure how regular the schedule is going to be i hope uh regular ish so we need to talk but, about you know. this later <laughs> okay <laughs> okay hey yeah, it's the summer regular ish okay okay all right so um we have a very casual show today just because we have like old stuff in our list of topics to talk about and some like new stuff that we're just for the past two or three weeks I haven't spoken to, to each other. Uh, there's stuff that, you know, I want to talk to you about, stuff that happened. Um, but let's start with follow-up. And this is the, <laughs> the <laughs> oldest follow-up possible in this show. It really because, is. Because uh, medium... You know the website? You know the, the, the thing? Where Never heard write? of it. Were you like a blog or something? Anyway. <laughs> What's your blog? Medium um, came out with a new rebrand. Like they have a new logo. They have a new design-ish. They have a new business model. But especially the logo. And why is this in the follow-up section of the show? Because if someone listening to this, you know, is like the longest time fan ever, our first episode which was released October 16th of 2015. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, what? So it's been this, almost two real? years? Almost two years. Crazy. Holy smokes. Anyway, that episode, uh, our first topic ever was a rebrand of Medium. You know what? I was going to start, I was going to start this by saying that, you know, it's been like they've been rebranding very often and it seemed like yesterday that they just went through a rebrand but you know two years sure <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i mean hopefully your brand should last more than two years yeah but you know yeah but you know <laughs> i don't know but I've, i almost feel like does does this really count as a rebranding though isn't it just like reverting back to what the old brand was and like uh, sure they're using twist. a different typeface but kind of falls back into the the old de design language that they had established from the beginning yeah no for sure yeah this is way you know it's closest to the, it's closer to the to the original logo and brand and look than the previous one which was the that green future uh, we are cool uh, look yeah it um, seemed like the sec the the previous brand was we want to be a social network kind of thing mm. whereas mm. this one is like no 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 we're about publishing which makes a lot of sense right mm. with their their mm -hmm. change in business model and how they want users to pay for content and stuff like that and be treated more as a newspaper than like a competitor to twitter that, that is a good point i feel like what happened with medium was when when they launched like 1.0 or whatever when they you know when they became a thing they were really good. Medium was really 
good. I would say is really good, but it became popular very fast as well. It, like yeah. looking back, it, it it feels like we've we've been like everyone has a blog, everyone have their own website where they write, and then like in in a year, everyone is writing on Medium. Uh, and it's like almost like a meme nowadays. Like, yeah, you're writing on Medium. Um, so what I think happened was like they had a really, really good product, and they became very, very popular uh, and like established. And they were caught a bit by surprise, so they never really anticipated this success. This is just me speculating. Uh, and so they never planned their business model and their future on that. So it's like. We are very popular. We have a great product, but now we need like to be a good company and like and make money, and you know we have investors and stuff. Isn't that just whatever Ev starts? I feel like none of his businesses make any money. Blogger, Twitter, Medium. Yeah, but see, I, I wouldn't put Medium in that like in that bucket. It's not a social network, or it shouldn't be. Like this is a tool, right? This is a tool for people. This is a, a medium, hey, for them to write. Um, so it's, it's it's more like a like a pro tool, you know, a tool for professionals and creative people than necessarily like Twitter, which is a social network. But speaking of business models, now they have this new thing, <laughs> this uh, new revolution. Um, and so I never read the blog post the the announcement post or whatever oh i'll i'll send you a link it's pretty hilarious well i mean it's more about their brand guidelines than anything else uh, oh yeah i haven't i haven't seen it yet but what i read like on twitter is that so they have this new clap button hovering over whatever piece that you're reading <laughs> thing you're trying to read yeah and then you can click on the on the tap button to to clap but you can hold to clap a lot more and then there's like a counter of the number of claps that an article has and i think they're gonna pay creatives based on the number of claps is that correct uh, it seems like it yeah they're basically using that as an input to determine what articles you like the most and therefore which uh authors should receive more of your money Because that's how people show their appreciation. Yeah, there's been some really good articles on uh, looking at this pattern, uh, saying that, "Hey, what happens if I uh, if I clap once?" And if you would do that in the real world, that would signify that you actually probably <laughs> don't even like the thing. <laughs> so, so they're like, so does that mean I need to do like 10 claps at least if I like something or, or what? I think that raises a really good yeah. question here. <laughs> like, what is this supposed to do, really? It is odd. It reminds me of the Subtles. What would, did it have like high fives or whatever? Do you remember that? Kudos. Kudos. There you go. I think like that's smarter. You could only do one, though. No, right yeah, yeah 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 which just makes it simpler and you know it's cool maybe there's like a i mean then isn't that just likes yeah but i mean I, i feel like it's very this medium's clap is very i don't know it just reminds me of that because it's not like a like like a heart button an icon or whatever it's like there's interaction to it in right. the kudos in subtle you have to like 
click and hold or whatever, you see the little thing uh, filling no, up. No, you just hover. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. Well, tap and hold on mobile. <clears throat> I guess. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This reminded me of that immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, uh, one thing that's hilarious about the the branding guidelines that Medium just put out, and, and honestly, like I could I could laugh at any brand guidelines that are out there because uh, they're not the only ones to do this, but they're one of the latest companies to have put some, put out something like this. But they, they basically have like this grid of logos. It's like do not use drop shadows, do not apply effects or graphic filters. It's like their logo would bevel and emboss. <laughs> like do not distort proportions do not rotate <laughs> and i always yeah, find these Jesus, things that's comprehensive hilarious <laughs> do you think that that really prevents people from doing these types of things like, of course not the people who are going to be reading this are the and the people who would like, pay attention and do it right <laughs> but somehow like they all feel like they have to do this I geek out. I still love these pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Those that don't section. That's pretty hilarious. I would just love to be in in the mind of the person who designed this. Like, okay, I, like, do they add to it every time someone does something that they don't like about with their logo? They're like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> someone put a a outer glow on our logo. Let me go update the page <laughs> to add that example. <laughs> do not do this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just think that's weird. But anyways, uh, I think overall, big thumbs up to Medium. I think they finally saw the light and reverted back to their old branding. And the new mark is nice. Um, I I like how it's more pointy, I guess. It's a bit trendier. Um, the, the new kind of... Uh, they rolled out a few new pages that also look really awesome uh, using that new branding. Um, so yeah, big thumbs up. This is this is great. Yeah, all right, let's move on. Uh, by the way, that's all the follow-up that we have, I think. So topics, I guess. Again, this is a very casual show. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like we've forgotten how to do this. Yeah. Okay, so next topic. Um, there's been a bit of design drama lately. Design drama. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're such pros. So, yeah, this was a uh, tweet by uh, Mark Hemion um, saying that Google, Amazon, Facebook were ugly as fuck when they launched. Something to consider as you're arguing about pixel perfect design. So, uh, and basically as part of his tweet, he included screenshots of the first version ever of Google, the Facebook, and Amazon. <laughs> Um, you can find those those images in the show notes. So, Rafa, what do you think about this? This is <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like I I disagree with what he's saying, meaning that Google, Amazon, Facebook were ugly as fuck when they launched and blah blah blah. Uh, but I agree that you shouldn't like argue too much about pixel perfect design, especially in the early days of your company and products so it's like i disagree with what he's saying and how he's saying but i agree with the uh, i'm with the message i guess first of all i don't think they were ugly af like by 
the time standards, not by today's standards, of course. Um, they look old half. <laughs> um, and it's like they, I, I would say that, of course, these three examples, nowadays they are hugely successful. Um, but I would say that the thing that they got it in, in the early days was simplicity and just how easy it was for people to get it what it i mean google is literally just a an input field and say search you know like there's not much to it that's like that's the beauty of design in this so i i am assuming that he's talking when it says like design is like you know uh, aesthetics i believe uh, that's the feeling that i get from this and i never i have never been like a big advocate for pixel perfect uh aesthetic design if that makes sense uh because most of the time if not i'll say all but not all, all right not all most of the times when when i'm implementing or encoding whatever something that i designed ui for um either i either i come across new limitations or new insights or just like i while i'm doing it i find new ways and simpler to to solve it and so i would say like 90 percent of the times when i'm either me or a developer is implementing my ui it's a bit different and always for the better you know like even if it looks worse it's for good reasons so <laughs> um like I, i i never in any company or whatever never really was a strong advocate for pixel perfect design so so yeah that's my opinion on it yeah you? i think like <laughs> this overlooks that um Well, like you said, one, the the age aspect, I think if you compare this to the average website when they were launched, those actually look really good compared to those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially Facebook. Look at that. Yeah. Like, look at that header. I don't know who yeah. this dude is, but that's some serious graphic design right there. <laughs> It's weird that he right aligned the labels on the email and password. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but one thing that... I'd also like to, to talk about is is how the landscape back then was probably very different. So imagine launching a social network at the time that Facebook launched. There wasn't a lot of competition, right? Like there was MySpace, there was Joe Cities, mm. I guess. I don't know if you can even count that. But I feel like over time, there's more and more competition in the internet field so things like design and polish and and like quote-unquote pixel perfectness has probably gotten more important the more saturated the industry becomes so i argue that it's probably more important today to come out with a fairly polished product from the mm. get-go even if like the thing you have to keep in mind is that you have to launch the thing <laughs> that you can obsess over things forever and never launch them. But I do think that there's, there's something to be said about like the importance of caring about those details. And sometimes it might show up in the visuals and sometimes not. I think like, Google seriously nailed it with their design, like from the get go. And it just like speaks to that. The, the fact that, it's still more or less the same today, right? Like they've gotten rid of the teal and, and the logo changed a little bit. For the most part, it's still the same. So I think 
your mileage may vary, I guess, is what we're trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, and I'm not sure about this, but I think all of these examples, like when they when their product came in, like they were one of the first mm-hmm. in the market, like it was something new. So beautiful pixel-perfect design wasn't really that necessary to make them stand out. Just the, the product itself stood out from the competition, right? So, yeah. Yeah, and, and like one thing we're not saying, because uh, I'm just trying to avoid the unnecessary follow-up, is, is that all <laughs> you need to launch something is a nice design. I think we've seen tons and tons of apps and competitors that are like, hey, it's like this thing, but with a 1% nicer design. Yeah, And very often that's not enough for for these things to succeed so there needs you need to get a lot right to be successful right like it's building these businesses is very difficult but design is is i think one of the um variables that you need to take into consideration when launching a new company boom preach i'm, I'm pretty excited about this next thing we're going to talk about okay uh, <laughs> i i tweeted a like a video slash gif whatever just showing how how silly uh siri can be so i i said like hey siri play the taylor swift new single or whatever and siri was like uh oh i'm sorry i can't stream that right now that song and then i was like well i know that you can because i've been listening to it for a while so i in that video like you see siri and then i go back to my home screen i select the music app and i play Okay, 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 okay. Wait, I need to interrupt you here. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Emergency question. Mm. What do you think about Taylor Swift's new single? Oh, I, I like it. I, I don't like the theme. Like, I don't like the, the lyrics and the, yeah. Like she's pissed and revenge. I don't like that aura. But, <laughs> uh, I like the beat. I like how it sounds. It's cool. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's kind of the opposite from a lot of the things that i've heard heard that a lot of people really appreciate the drama but don't really care much for the song oh no i don't care for drama (laughs) all right well you're in the wrong profession um (laughs) right after we had a design drama section on the show (laughs) right Uh, great uh (laughs) so in that video for a brief moment you can see my home screen and then kevin was like Oh, no, Rafa, what do you mean you have news on your home screen? So, what do you have to say about my home screen, dude? Well, I, I just have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, ask away. Okay, so uh, oh, there's, there's got to be a link in the show notes for this. Yeah, yeah. News, can, why? <laughs> news, why? Uh, so, I have to preface this by saying that I only have one page in my home screen. So... There's no second page. There, I have to say, there was a second page in your video. There was. So that's because when I install new apps, uh, they will they automatically go to the new screen. So basically, like maybe for a while, I have apps in a second screen that I haven't like cleaned up yet. Either like I'm just trying them out or whatever. Um, but like, so there's an updated version. When I do the cleanup, like I only have one screen. So I, I feel like that's important. Because uh, news is on my home screen because I first only had New York Times. Like, I read a bunch of news and stuff. 
um, and I subscribed to New York Times, and I had New York Times, but then, like, I needed more. Like, New York Times was not enough. Just the New York, I, I became a little pissed. Well, yeah, I have a pickle with some of the the most recent lying you know, media articles and failing New York. I don't Times. know. So I subscribe, <laughs> but it's like I want more uh, sources of news, and because I don't use RSS anymore, like news is actually pretty good. And I, I suspect that because you are questioning uh, the use of news that heavily, is because you have you, you don't use it. I use that it much. for maybe five seconds, and All I right, knew it wasn't see? for me. <laughs> so it has gotten a lot better, but I use it a lot, like. It's like a like a replacement for RSS. I know it's not the same by any means, but like I subscribe for like like during Fireball and Mac Story and some blogs and stuff on news, which they will surface. And so like news, if I scroll, for, you know, on my news feed right now, it's like a bunch of Game of Thrones, a bunch of video game stuff, and of course I only always have also like breaking news and top today or whatever. So it's like. If I if I can only have one news type of app in my home screen, and I do want that because I consume a lot of news, I previously had New York Times, and now I have news. I use it quite a lot. All right. Yeah, that's a <laughs> fair explanation. Sure. Uh, that sort of makes me want to check it out. Not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but now I understand. Okay, my, my second question. Mm-hmm. So... You have uh, one, two, three, four, five, five rows, and the last one has one missing icon. Oh yeah, yeah. You can find anything else to graduate to uh, the the main screen to fill out the screen. So here's the thing, I ideally would have only two, so half the row would be filled, and I don't know. Well, actually, I suspect as to why, but I just like that. It's a preference of mine. Okay. And here's why I think that is. It's because from the very first iPhone, like almost every single uh, iPhone model by default, they don't fill the like that last row. So I like the aesthetic. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Usually I, had, I only had two, but now, yeah, up, now I have three. So I, I think it's because of that, like all of the marketing shots of iOS, you see, you don't see the row completely filled. And because I, I always have the last row completely empty, and that's also like a preference. If, if that one is filled, like it's just too much, like I feel like I can't breathe. It's like I'm claustrophobic, you know, if I, if I have all rows filled with apps, with icons, so... But, right, right, but what I meant was just like add one extra one on that row. Uh, and that yeah it would, it would feel but, too much to me all right i don't know why it's the aesthetic cool plan. uh i think that's probably it other than that i think your your home screen is is pretty good uh i'm kind of i've i've considered the the black wallpaper too mm-hmm. but the gray bottom bar just drives me nuts if it was mm. all black then i would totally do it i just mm. hate the gray bar and yeah, to be fair with you, I also put a screenshot of my home screen, so feel free to criticize it. <laughs> hmm. You have to give me a second. Oh, by the way, just the fact that I only have one screen and I have two folders, 
one folder i have a little apple emoji you know icon whatever and that's like only apple apps all the junk that i don't want to delete but i still use it's there and then uh, the other one is called extras and like it's everything else <laughs> and <laughs> it's literally everything else like if i want to find an app that it's there i'll just use spotlight i i can't scroll you know i can't find anything there right. but the good thing is that folders have limits to the number of apps that it can have so by having this i'm limiting myself on the number of apps that i can have on my phone ah. so if i want to install more apps right now it's at full capacity <laughs> if i want to install more apps i need to delete some and i like that discipline for myself you know <laughs> so okay let, let's look at your all right are, are you one of these people that like has this phone really full and then every time you want to take a picture you have to like delete another one <laughs> it's basically <laughs> that but for apps <laughs> pretty much uh, but i appreciate the restraint though that's that's a nice thing to do okay i have, I have a I have, oh my god dude my pages okay. are out of control i hope okay so uh <laughs> listeners listen to this i i understand that this can be super boring to anyone listening to this <laughs> but i also understand that for people like me i i nerd out on this stuff i love this so good thing that we have chapters so if this is super boring to you i'm going to criticize right, yeah. kevin's home screen if this is super boring just hit the next on the chapter thing on your podcast app and uh, we're going to be back to design stuff so kevin i have so many questions <laughs> so many nice. questions i feel like my home screen is so straightforward um <laughs> First, what is your criteria for having an app in the home screen? Is it the most used apps? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I think so. So first, videos. How often do you open videos? Not as much anymore, uh, but mm. I used to com commute a lot and I would uh, download TV shows in videos. Um, so I'd actually use it almost every day. Wow. So No, I don't really have videos it. Videos is only for like itunes videos right? yeah yeah i mean never download wow. movies or, or like shows and stuff like that i don't think i've ever watched well probably like in the early iphone days but i don't remember the last time i've i've watched a movie or a tv show or whatever on my phone that i've like that I bought from itunes or whatever really you know, not not talking about youtube videos and stuff yeah if i if i'm gonna rent or buy a movie i'll watch it on my apple tv Oh, right, right. And that's what I do most of the time. But be before that, I had a really long commute. So I was in the bus or metro for like an hour every day. So I would watch stuff on there. I guess. Okay. okay. And I also just did a bunch of traveling. So I downloaded a bunch of Game of Thrones episodes and watched that on the plane. Okay, I'm going to give you a pass on that one. <laughs> it's like you, you justified Whew. it. Still, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the TV app though, but it's still not out. Right? Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. And I wish Netflix had an integration with that one. Okay, I have a bunch of of like it's personal thing, and I I believe it's a, it's like the correct thinking. It's the correct idea, but I'm not gonna preach. But <laughs> go ahead <laughs> for clock, weather, and camera. It's like, again, maybe it's because I only use one screen and like every single available space is 
very valuable, but like I don't have a camera icon on my home screen because I can just swipe up from the notification center and hit camera, or most likely I'll just like, I am unlocking my phone and I just swipe to the edge. So the amount of times that I launch a launch camera from the home screen is very, you know, it's not that many. So, but I understand. And then weather, it's like, weather for me is my first complication. It's not complication. Shit. What is it called? Like widget thing on a today thing. Yeah. So if I, and I have it on my Apple watch, the current weather. So it's like, I never launched weather from the home screen and then clock. It's almost the same as the camera. Like clock. I wanted to set up alarms, uh, to wake me up in the morning and I do that every single day and I use Siri for that Ugh. and when I don't yeah like hey dingus wake me up at X and sure thing but then but then oh, then you open up your the clock app and, and then there's like 25 <laughs> different times you can say uh, alarms, hey dingus right? uh, delete all my alarms uh, okay well I'll do that for you yeah I don't know I just I just like having the clock I don't want to talk to Siri that's true, but you know you have it on Control Center as well. It's like you could save a space there for another app. Do I have it in Control Center? I don't think I do. On Control Center, you can actually have for alarms or for like timers and stuff. So I actually have one for alarms and one for timers. Uh, okay, I have the, cool. the timer one, not the mm -hmm. alarms. Okay, so I, f I feel like we're, we're touching on something here. Uh, so these mm -hmm. are the apps that I, I probably tend to use the most, but mm -hmm. some of these apps are there for pure visual enjoyment. <laughs> so <Okay. laughs> I never, ever launched a camera from the home screen icon. I very rarely look at the weather. But you know what? I keep them on the home screen because they look nice. I like the icons. I keep them there. Okay, That's why I, my first question was, what is the criteria for you know your home screen apps? I mean, yeah, I guess. But it, there's still kind of the apps that i use the most but they're i use them in different forms right so i still that use is, the camera yeah, all the time i still sure. look at the weather all the time uh i just rarely access them from the lock screen uh from the home screen that is fair that is fair i only have one last thing by the way so it's like my last thing is um it drives me crazy when i try like Maybe I add a new app or I remove an app from the home screen or whatever. And then all the position of all the other apps changes. That drives me crazy. So I tend to keep apps in like in their own spaces. Like if I remove an app in the middle of the screen, I try to replace it with something that would go in the same Yes. Yeah. I also space. always do that. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's why my top left my my two first apps are like settings, which I never change ever in any phone or iOS device or whatever. And then one password. And like, I know those won't change. Right. So they're there. So with that in mind, I'm going to ask you, like, I see that you have two photo edits. Uh, that's fair. Like, I assume there are different builds or whatever. Probably one is the most stable one you have. And another one is like for iOS 11 or something. Support. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I eventually I'll get rid of one of those, but... I'm right. not going to have one empty slot. That would be crazy. So mm. uh, whenever I'm I'm done with whatever like new features I'm working on, uh, I can go back to just having one version of photo edit. I'll have to okay. find another icon to put there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and with that, I think I am done. You still use Reader, which is adorable. Yeah. I mean, I barely use it. 
have a couple right. um, iOS development blogs that I follow on there, but that's what is about a blog? It. You have a blog? <laughs> I know. Not everyone writes on Medium, surprisingly. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, and one, I guess one of the things that changed is I briefly tried the podcast app and mm-hmm. quickly reverted back to Overcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's closer than people would think. So I really like the design of the podcast app, the, the standard one on iOS 11. It uses the Apple Music interface, the large titles, which I really like. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let me give, give this a try. The advantages it has over Overcast is it's integrated with Siri. So I can just yell at Siri, hey, like resume the podcast I was listening to. And even if that the, that the podcast is not the latest thing that was playing, it like correctly finds the podcast app resumes whatever i was listening to i didn't know that also which it seems like a small thing but uh you know how uh, on the the new version of watch os it opens up the media app whenever you have Mm -hmm. music playing which is like a great feature that i've been wanting forever problem is it opens up the overcast app when you use overcast which doesn't have uh, audio volume control yeah. If you use the podcast app, it uses the standard now playing view, uh, which has wow. the volume controls, which is awesome. Shit, it's so good. And I guess you would be able to use HomePod very soon and keep listening to your That's podcast. That's assuming it ever comes your... to Canada, but yes. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, so it was uh, really close. The reasons hmm. why I had to go back was were like two and a, I had two and a half reasons for that. <laughs> um, so one, uh, voice boost, audio sounds so much better in Overcast than it does in podcasts. Uh, smart speed is also very nice. I've saved hundreds of hours listening to podcasts with that, mm-hmm. and it all of a sudden seemed like everyone was talking super slowly. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's weird. Um, and then the last one. Is the podcast app is a bit strange in the way that it's arranged. I don't think it supports chapter MP3 chapters. Uh, yeah. That's possible, but you know what? I never personally use those. I always hit the skip button because it's on the lock screen and it's it's easier. Um, but it has this listen now tab and a separate library tab, which is kind of weird. Like listen now is trying to be smart about what you want to listen to next. But I found that that's not very good. And what it does is it it collapses. If you have multiple episodes of one show, it'll collapse them under one line item row. Right. Which I don't like. So then I have to go to library episodes and that's where I see like the full list of my episodes. So that's that was kind of annoying. But. I do really like how the the cell rows have like lines of text and show the the full or not the full but like a lot like a bigger portion of the description than Overcast does. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm back in Overcast and it's fine, uh, but I I wish it updated the design a bit more. I'm in a very similar position. Like I've been trying to switch for a while now. <laughs> uh, I also use Overcast and uh, it's because of the smart speed and voice boost not as much but also plays a big part um my podcast player's favorite ui is castro i love that like i really don't like overcast ui that much and and so on one side i have like overcast for his features 
like feature set in general. Castro for its UI uh, and Apple Podcasts for native integration, especially with HomePod, if that is a thing. So it's like it's 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 getting traction. The the default podcast app. Yeah, for sure, they're really close. And I I yeah. don't really see why Apple wouldn't build in those some of those features. Like a lot of them seem like no brainers. So I don't know. Maybe next year. Cool. I guess that's See, it. it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I guess that's it for our home screen corner. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on. So, yeah, uh, I guess I'm back. Uh, I was in London. <laughs> <laughs> I was in London what? for a week and a half. I was there for a conference. That conference is called Future London Academy, which is kind of a strange name for a conference. Uh, they, yeah. al- they also call it a course. I realize that they're very self-conscious about what they are calling themselves. But uh, what's really cool about about this conference is that it's pretty different from a lot of other conferences I've been to, and which might explain why they, they're kind of unsure what to call themselves. <laughs> but basically, it's limited to around 20 people. And rather than all that, everyone goes to this venue and then the conference happens over, say, two days, all the speakers go there and basically this is where you see the talks. What happened here is that we would go to each and every one of the offices. The speakers would do talks in their own office, which is awesome because you sort of get to see people in their environment, visit the office, discover London at the same time. uh, And then we'd have so much time for questions and like talking to each other and stuff like that so i like i personally am a huge fan of that format and i would love to see more conferences adopt it i became like super close friends with i mean i guess maybe not super close friends but i became like closer friends with people than i ever would have if it was just a conference where you see like see people once and then never see them again uh we hung out basically every night um and even over the weekend and part of the the second week um so that was really awesome i like couldn't say enough good things about this conference they also had organized stuff uh after like the typical nine to five uh there were like more cultural activities so museum visits and just like there was like a, a street art tour and stuff like that so that was really great if you're considering uh going to a conference uh, next year i would certainly recommend it so we'll put a link in the show notes so people can find it but yeah really enjoy really enjoyed the that conference i was jelly How, how'd you like <laughs> is, is it like from your instagram stories and your instagram posts Holy crap, that was awesome. All the London posts. <laughs> How do you like London? That was the first time there, right? Yeah, first time ever in all of Europe. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, so London was great. I love the architecture. People were super mm-hmm. nice. I, I felt right at home, like very polite. The people <laughs> have a nice accent. They sound very smart whenever they talk. <laughs> so that's good. The I feel like... And that is probably just Europe in general. Uh, you can tell me if I'm, if I'm right. But how it's a much more advanced uh, technological society than America in terms of contactless payments? Uh, yes. So you go there <laughs> and like all the waiters in restaurants and like cashers and stuff like that, they're 
they all actively want you to use contactless like if if someone ever pulls out their card they're not gonna jam it into the machine they're gonna, just gonna tap it uh which is great the the tube also works with apple watch and apple pay and that is super great so you can kind of like scan your watch every time and then at the end of the day you'll get like the the charge for however many um uh like places or times you've used it which is awesome I, I, I need to say before people, you know, start writing in, uh, that is not like for all Europe. Like London okay, is probably is the London most okay. technologically advanced <laughs> city in Europe, I would say. Oh, maybe. Okay. Uh, right. Please, people from like Berlin and don't don't tweet at me. Um, like I'll say that if you were in Portugal, your experience would be different. Ah, uh, Okay. Yeah, please keep going. <laughs> right, right. One thing that was baffling to me is how it's impossible to split a bill somehow. Mm. I just don't understand that. Every every place you go to here, they can, like, say you get wine uh, and split it between three people. They're just going to have, like, a third of the wine on each receipt, and everyone's going to get their own receipt. It's so much easier to know how much you have to have to pay. Uh, we had this like funny story where like where there's five of us at this restaurant and like all of us share wine two people like share a meal together like three people share a dessert it was just like this big nightmare trying to like calculate how much uh everyone had to pay i'm sure a lot of stores and restaurants are leaving a lot of money on the table like we had to calculate the total two or three times to make sure we had it right but i'm sure a lot of people don't do that so yeah i don't know that was pretty weird to me interesting that that's what you pick up like how was london oh man they have they accept contactless cards <laughs> <laughs> You I can mean, use our Apple Watch and the tube. Kind of things that I notice, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but no, like otherwise, um, so many good restaurants and bars and things to do. Most museums are free, and and oh, that's another thing I notice is you, like the museums accept donations, of course, uh, which is how they can stay up and running. But a lot of them don't even have a way to pay without uh, contactless methods. So it's like one of them was just like you can pay five pounds and that is the amount you just scan any contactless thing that you have and that's it, which I found mm. awesome because it's so much quicker. You don't have to deal with the shitty machines or anything like that. So, anyways, big thumbs up on the whole payment experience there. <laughs> um, uh, what else? What else? Uh, I was staying in Shoreditch, very nice area. Uh, lots of uh, cool street art. Yeah. What else is there to say, really? Uh, met tons of really awesome and great people, which like totally made the, the trip better. And I guess that would be an interesting thing to, t to talk about. I, I don't know if I would have able, been able to enjoy this trip as much uh, as I have, like maybe four years ago. Because I, I feel like I was much more introverted um at that time yeah. and, and i have to say like this was like you're surrounded by people almost 24 7 right like it, there's stuff in the right. morning stuff over lunch stuff happening at night um and i don't know i guess i was i was kind of happy that i was able to, to like 
survive I guess, for that whole week being surrounded by people <laughs> and i actually enjoyed it it wasn't too energy sucking <laughs> for me i don't know I, I but i realized i don't think we've ever just talked about this but are you are you an introvert rafa i always like struggle oh. being able to tell oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm to- i totally am okay right so and so the thing about introverts uh if you're if the listeners aren't too familiar with this is it's not about shyness because i'm not a shy person and i don't think you're a shy person either no 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 right it's all about the energy (laughs) so extroverts get their energy by being surrounded by people versus uh introverts it actually takes us a lot of energy to be around others, to like spark new conversations, to make small talks, introduce ourselves and stuff like that. Is that, uh, would you say it's a fair description? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I am totally an introvert. I, I, I really enjoy being out and talking to people and, you know, going out and meeting people at conferences and meetups. I like that. I enjoy that, but I can't take too much of it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I need to go back to my place and just like be alone for a while. Like I can't do that very often. Last time I, I was traveling, for some reason, like I traveled too much, too fast, which is not that much. Like I, I three or four major like trips to whatever, and like I, I was exhausted. It was not that much, but I was like, I just want to spend like two months at home, please. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. And there's a lot of, you know, misconceptions and, and I feel like society tends to favor extroverts. Like, not favor, but like society, like if you don't want to go out, usually it's because like that's bad. You shouldn't do, you should be, you should want to go out and be outside. Right. I feel like that's how society was like sculpted right <laughs> yeah i i feel like the ideal is being somewhere down the middle which is why i've been like slowly over time like forcing myself to get outside of my comfort zone which is mm-hmm. why now i'm able to spend like a week and a half being around a bunch of people i don't know mm-hmm. uh, and enjoy myself and not feel too exhausted but yeah i think like i agree with you that society tends to push people towards extroversion but there are real advantages of being an introvert because uh, that means you can work on certain projects that you're <laughs> intrinsically motivated by. So I'd say a lot of side projects, you tend to be working on those alone. Uh, and it tends to help a lot when you are you don't have that constant need to be surrounded by others because uh, you can kind of sort of work off on your own when you have downtime uh, without feeling like you have to go out and go seek people. Right. And, and also like in this industry, like technology, computers, compared to other industries, like it's more skewed to introvert, like it favors an introverted style of life, right? Because yeah. maybe it's probably because you spent a lot of time in your childhood, like in your room, in your computer, like alone, and you enjoy that, right? So maybe compared to other industries, like there's a lot of more introverts in this area, this field. Yeah, I wish that changed though. Like I I feel like that causes certain problems. Like Mm -hmm. the industry is so predominantly skewed towards introverts. I think that leads to a lot of communication problems probably. (laughs) I wouldn't say that it's skewed towards that. 
I mean, the the like developer, and maybe less so designers, but certainly developers right. tend tend to be more. But even so, like me going to an office every day with my whole company and stuff, that is a lot. Like I I understand now that I'm working from home. Like looking back at it, is that yeah, I went to the office every day. That took a toll on me. Like <laughs> there was a lot. That was, that was like a huge part of my day, like energy wise. Like just because I went to the office, spent all day surrounded by my coworkers, I was way more exhausted uh, every single day than I am now. Even if I physically do more stuff, like I exercise more and stuff, maybe I go for a jog or two in the day. Still, I, I maybe I burn more calories, but I am less tired than. If I had to be around people all day. Right, right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think like, yeah, sure. The industry is more like the balance is like it's, there's a lot more introverts than, than the average industry. But I still think that society itself is still very much like built around these concepts. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess my advice would be try to get outside of your comfort zone a little bit that it in small doses you should basically like just get used to being around people and figuring out what kind of social <laughs> cues and and tips and techniques that that works best <laughs> for you i guess uh, and figuring out ways to not if not feel the pressure to like constantly be entertaining other people <laughs> which is like i guess what i felt like where like if i'm with someone's like okay like i feel like i like have to keep them engaged like all the time that was like my responsibility to like tell them everything so that like conversation never ends right um but then kind of figuring out ways around that oh one cool. thing i wanted to talk about is mm. <laughs> i've had kind of a weird I mean, I, I don't know about weird. I, I've had like kind of a poor Airbnb experience this time around. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, so I've actually stayed in three different Airbnbs. The first one I stayed for one night and that one was fine. The woman who was uh, sort of running the Airbnb, it was just one room in the house. Uh, she was super intense she would like <laughs> ask me for my flight numbers so that she could track it in real time and then she would text me at the airport being like hey i, I see that your flight just landed uh let me know when you leave and when you think you're gonna arrive and i eventually just sent her a you know these i message um yeah share location, share location thing <laughs> like here <laughs> uh <laughs> um <laughs> So, but everything wow. was great. Uh, she was really nice. Uh, gave me a bunch of recommendations for stuff to do. Thank God. The, the second one was uh, the one where I had a, a, a poor experience. Uh, so this was the entire apartment. I was going to stay there for the entire week. And so basically in the instructions, it says, okay, you're going to go to this bar, which is like a solid like 10-minute 10 15 minute walk from the airbnb and ask for the blue envelope do not ask for another envelope because there there are more envelopes but the one you need <laughs> is the blue one um, so i walk into this bar with all my suitcase and my luggage and my things <laughs> there's like a bunch of people there everyone's just like staring at me like what the hell are you doing here 
<laughs> just go at the bar. You take the red like, pill. Yeah, well, <laughs> what do you want to order? And it's like, no, 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 no. Just give me the blue envelope. Was <laughs> like looking at me like I'm this is sort of, sort of alien. Uh, <laughs> she pull, pulls this up from the from behind the bar and just hands me the envelope and I just walk out. Um, totally felt like a secret agent or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then I walk all the way over to the apartment and I don't know, I guess this is like one of those paranoid London things, I guess. There's one key for the outside door, I open the door and then I get inside and then for the main door, there's two separate locks that you have to unlock, which is fine. Like, it's not really mm -hmm. an issue. Uh, it was just a weird thing, in my opinion. Uh, so then I get there, and it's it's not a small Airbnb, but it's it's not a huge one either. So it's basically <laughs> one room uh, with a second floor. So there's, like, a staircase. Uh, and then mm -hmm. the the bed is on the second floor. And what you didn't re really realize in the photos, because <laughs> the photos are taken sort of from high up, is that the bedroom on the second floor doesn't have a full height ceiling. <laughs> that you basically have to like bend over to be able crawl into yeah, bed. Ba basically, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. Um, and then the the floor on the second floor is sort of sticky. It's <laughs> mm. like, okay, that's kind of gross. But I'm like, okay, whatever, you know? This is fine. I can I can survive this. Like this is not a big deal. And so <laughs> the other thing I quickly realize is that the internet is really slow on the second floor. <laughs> it seems like I don't know about the the wi-fi maybe it's not great but it, it and I you're just, like hell no like sticky floors sure that's fine three yeah, or four locks and that's the point where i'm i'm starting to seriously <laughs> question whether i should just leave <laughs> um wow. but then i'm like oh you know what like this is fine you're not here for very long anyways you're just here to sleep you spend the entire day and the entire evening out so whatever um and uh so i spend the entire day then i go to sleep uh and it's pretty hot in london for some reason uh, during that week i think they've had like that's weird like hotter w uh summer than than usual which is good except when you're trying to sleep so it was super hot uh and i had to open up the windows and so i open up the windows that's fine then i get to sleep and i'm like wait a minute what is this green light and there's this like big green light where the staircase is. And so like I open up the all the lights to see like, okay, how do I how the hell do I turn this off? Try every single power outlet, try to see if like there's some sort of way that I can like, unplug this. Nope. No way to turn this off, like no off button like right on the light or anything like this. So I'm like, well what the hell? So Okay, I guess now I have to sleep with this big green light on that's like lighting the entire room. So I put a bunch of of um like towels on top of it and, and stuff to like try to cover it. Which is like mostly fine, but like that can't like hide everything. 
So then I like go to bed, takes me a while to fall asleep. And then I finally fall asleep and it's about, I don't know, three or four in the morning. I, all of a sudden I hear someone that's just like screaming like, holy shit, someone broke into the apartment. What the hell happened? I just like, wait, wake up. And I realize, oh, wait, wait, no. It's just, it's just someone being really loud right outside the window. Like, like in the street? Like yeah, on the street. Because it's, that's one thing you can't really tell, but it's a pretty passing street. And even though it was like a Monday, Monday night, there's a lot of people out there just partying or doing God knows what. And then just like talking super loudly. I was like, oh, okay, good. Um, so in like the first couple of days, I got woken up like two, three times a night by people just like right outside. So did you not very switch fun. to Airbnb? No, I didn't. I, I just like <laughs> survived. Um, and then, oh, that this is another thing halfway down my stay the wi-fi just stopped working <laughs> it didn't work in the bedroom in the first place but now it just stopped i was like okay no like that's that's like not gonna happen so then i send a message takes like i don't know to get a message like super late after i sent it like hours later and it's like okay now you have to go reset the router the router is outside of the apartment. You get, have to go like in this hallway and then like basically like climb up this thing and then like pull it out and like yank the power out and then replug it. So you do all that and then finally the Wi-Fi works again. Um, so yeah, that was my Airbnb experience. I don't know. Would you cool. have done something? I feel like it was a lot of small things, but probably mm. not enough to be to complain a lot about it. How many stars do, do, do you rate it? I gave them uh, three stars, okay. which I thought was okay. fair. I can see that. That happens. Like normally, I usually give, I so I gave five five stars to the first one that I got, and I gave five, I gave five stars to the last one I've been to. But this one was just like, it's like one thing, I'd be like, okay, four stars. But there's just a lot that happened here and a lot mm-hmm. of things that I felt was just misleading about the, the listing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't have like a good guideline for, for ratings. But I, I, I like using Airbnbs when I'm with, with someone. So if I'm traveling like with my girlfriend and visiting um, a country or whatever, like if I'm visiting a country or a city, I like Airbnb just because like, I feel like I, I'm, I'm more local. You know, I'm experiencing more because a hotel room right. is just so sterile. Like it's the same anywhere in the world. So, like I like that. But if I'm if I'm traveling for like either you know in work or like for a conference or whatever, like I'm there for another thing. I'm not there because I want to be there. <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. Um, in those situations, I just prefer so much more like a hotel room. Right. Like just give me a hotel room. Like I, I just want to crash in and sleep, and <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with with. Oh, but are the locks open? And you know, make sure you lock the door on your way out. Or do I need to get the key from somewhere? Like it's just less complications and stress. Also, whenever you don't get the full apartment, it's I always feel feel so self conscious being in some someone else's 
yeah like, house true. whenever they're there yeah, <laughs> sometimes i would wake up in the morning take. and i would be like okay do i hear people that seem like they're in the bathroom like i don't want to be that annoying person who's like <laughs> taking a shower and like in the bathroom while yeah. people are trying to like use it and trying to get to work and stuff like that like it's just like uh, i don't i just don't want to have them interact with people in those situations mm-hmm. um or like I, I don't feel like eating breakfast with you in the morning <laughs> no thanks <laughs> yeah that that for me would be like socially a nightmare yeah like staying in someone else's like apartment well it's different when you're staying with friends you know oh like, yeah absolutely that that, that yeah. is completely different but like i never rented a room in airbnb yeah i've done that a couple times but i think i'm i'm definitely not doing it again <laughs> it, but it made me think like i feel like there should be so you know how airbnb is super focused on hey we're gonna give you an authentic experience of like wherever you are is right so like you're gonna live like the people live and it's gonna be this kind of real world house or apartment or a room i feel like there could be a competitor to airbnb that rather than being about the unique experience of being in the city that it would be all around consistency that you know what no matter where you go <laughs> in the world it's always going to be the same right like oh i think there's gonna... a competitor there. huh it's called hotel room dude i guess i guess it is but but i feel like hotels i mean maybe there's maybe there's new hotels that i haven't heard about but i feel like hotels have so much overhead like with the weird lobby and the um like the the people who clean up your rooms whenever you don't want them to and like all the weird like services and restaurants and i feel like i don't need any of this i just basically i want a room with like a bathroom really fast reliable internet and a way to just open up the door with my phone right so that i just like press a button and the door unlocks and that's it it's just it, it is the one room that's it nothing else because that way you could, I feel like you get, it could get prices to be a lot cheaper and still provide like awesome accommodations, like free Wi-Fi. One thing that would be really cool too is like knowing where you're coming from and automatically having like the right adapters, for example, for you to plug your stuff in or, or things like that. Like, I don't know. I feel like there could be something there. I don't think that that, that middle ground exists. Because in order for you to have that, you would need to own the the place. Like the company needs to own oh, yeah. these apartments. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And for that to happen, you need a huge investment on their side because that's the thing with Airbnb. They don't they they don't have to buy rooms and apartments everywhere. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in order for you to do that, you, you need like you're in the real estate business. Like you're building and buying real estate. Yep. And for that, you need huge piles of money. And like for that, there's already hotels. And the difference is not that significant to to make them stand out, I believe. So I don't I don't see that happening anytime soon. Unfortunately, that sounds. I lovely. probably don't either, but I I do really think that that could be a cool idea. Anyways, yeah. hey, <laughs> so <side> free <laughs> free million dollar business idea for for the hard listeners. There you go. Okay, so um, 
we're sort of running out of time, but I uh, want to talk about your viral video technique. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> so, <laughs> recently, uh, that was four days ago, uh, as of the time that we're recording this, you tweeted uh, this video uh, <laughs> called... Uh, well, I mean, there's there's more than one. There's the I have a sketch symbol named Will Smith that I use whenever I want to amaze oh, my right. coworkers with my UI design skills. Um, that was pretty funny, pretty hilarious. Uh, and you also had the Siri one, which is kind of. And I feel like there's sort of a formula to these because they're not the first ones that I've seen. So I'm I'm kind of curious, like how do these how do these come into your mind? What goes behind uh, creating those? Um, and yeah, I don't know. Tell us about how how they work. I have no idea. Like what? <laughs> I don't know what I can say. I feel like I missed the Vine train. Like I don't know. Oh man, like these would be perfect vines, yeah. but that's not a thing anymore. Um, I don't know, like, like let's take the Will Smith one, which was a big one. So it got like 500 retweets and like 2,000 likes. Um, that was just, that Will Smith thing was something that I've been doing for like months and months in internally, like at Netlify stuff. And for people who haven't seen the tweet, it's like, you know, the, the meme, the Will Smith meme, it's like, you know, pointing at something like, look, this, like, so in a couple mock-ups, like when I'm presenting to my team, like, here it is, and I just add the will smith meme like i just sprinkle it throughout the mock-ups and i was doing that again you know for netlify i was i was actively adding a will smith to it and i was like yeah this is pretty funny so i was like let's tweet about it i think my, my problem is that i don't i'm i'm almost never in the tweet mindset i don't tweet that much um so i forget i forget to tweet stuff so there's like yeah and I mean, recording the videos is whatever. I use clips a lot, like the Apple Apple's uh, iOS app. Oh, really? Yeah, what? not for these. What like, do you do with it? So do you remember the like some that have like silly music and dramatic music and stuff like you know, yeah. and stuff like that? Like <laughs> clips is just is just the the fastest way for me to do that, <laughs> and. I, I add all of my soundtracks and sound effects like live on a on a speaker on a computer, just because I think it's funny and I don't want to spend like I don't spend too much time editing this. But I have an idea and I it has to take less than five minutes to record. Um, on the Mac, I use so if I want to create a a, a GIF, I found this app called Clacat. I think that's how I pronounce it, which has the like uh, out of all the apps, and I've used like a gazillion apps to create GIFs. My favorite before this one was GIF uh, Brewer. Brewer GIF. Yeah, I think that's it. Which gives you a sense of control, like over you know the frame rate and the, the speed and the compression that you that you want to add to the GIFs or whatever. Um, I use that a lot, but Clacat is like the out of the box best compression on a GIF, so you can get like very good frame rate. And without losing like any colors or whatever. So anyway, I use ClickHat a lot to record quick gifs, and I do that a lot internally, like to record either an animation or me doing something um, to, to share with on Slack or on GitHub or whatever. Um, and then I use ScreenFlow. You know, even before like on the Sketchcast days, I use ScreenFlow since forever. 
Uh, so if I want to record a screencast, I use that. So these are like the tools that I, I use these a lot in my day-to-day. Like I recorded shit and GIFs and videos and stuff. And a lot of them just because I think it's funny. Like I, I once I, I was playing with Electron and I built like a Netlify Electron wrapper app. And I've made this this very dramatic, like way over the top reveal of Netlify Electron <laughs> app. Like just to share with people on Slack. Just because I think it's funny. Um, and it, maybe it's because I work home alone. Like I don't have anyone to tell jokes to. So when I have a joke to tell, I just tweet about it or share with them on Slack. <laughs> so maybe that's the motive why I do this. I don't know. I think it's funny and I do it. That's awesome. Yeah. But, but by the way, that, that that Siri one, I just use the iOS 11's built-in recorder. Uh, I'm never going to do that again. Oh, really? The, that aspect ratio is terrible for tweets. It's not as viral as it could have been. No. And the stories one... Stories format is good, but like for tweets, maybe that's why Apple with the Clips app went for a square format. Uh, aspect ratio, I mean. How would you do it, though, if know. you want to show Siri? That would be tricky. I don't know. I would have to edit it. <laughs> mm, that, but then I feel like there would be too much effort that would go into it. True. One thing that I liked True. about about the Siri one was how you uh, opened up the camera <laughs> at mm. the end. You had to give an eye roll. <laughs> That was perfect. That was awesome. I didn't really realize that you could do that. <laughs> yeah, like record a screen and open the camera to record yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, apparently, um, like, to get... This wasn't viral, but it just got some traction. Like, I got, like, 30 or 40 followers. I got a lot of followers for this one. It's just... You just... <laughs> There's a lot of followers. Uh, you, just, you just need to be, like, retweeted by one person that has a lot of followers and then the rest is like it's <laughs> whatever it's out of your control is whatever uh in this case it was a uh, carom you know carom yeah yeah so he was the first like, retweet uh, and then he even reached out to me it. later saying hey that thing picked up and it was like that that was all you <laughs> and it was that was his thing follow me on twitter for more hilarious <laughs> tweets. <Hot takes>. <laughs> <laughs> ah it's getting hot in this room I need a fan. I can't have a fan because of audio. Uh, so just want to say real quick that um, I will soon be giving a talk at MobX in uh, Berlin. On The talk is on September 8th, I believe. Ooh, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. Uh, yes, it's on September 8th. Can you share the, like, w- what is your talk? No, I mean, I guess you'll have to, you'll find out if you come. <laughs> I can is talk it on about your it website? After. I just want to keep this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, if you're in Berlin, I would love to uh, see you and meet you and give you a high five. So let me know if we have any Berlin listeners. That'd be great. I would, I'd love to, to meet you in person. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's my plug. I don't want to steal your thunder uh, by any means. Uh, but I, 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 and I actually, I don't know if I can share this yet. Maybe. Sure, why not? Uh, I'm going to be in Paris pretty soon, uh, October. Not as soon as um, September 8th, but um, like a first week or something of October. I don't remember. Um, So, hey, if someone is in Paris and want to meet me and have coffee, that's pretty much, I I would say a beer, but I'm on this crazy diet, so I can't have beer. (laughs) So coffee, I can have coffee. (laughs) 
so yeah i'll share more details soon um, cool yeah cool dude recommendations we should do that you start <laughs> aka i have no idea what i'm gonna recommend <laughs> okay i'll start it's a fun one um it's the beats x headphones they're great <laughs> i <laughs> i i started um working out a bit more uh I, i'm i'm working out like six to seven times a week Whoa. and so i've been you know you need to have headphones when you're in the gym and so i had like a, a pair of beats studio the big ones uh, that i'm wearing where do you say where headphones are using or where i don't know that i have on right whatever now. and then i have my airpods my beloved pair of airpods that i love and i still love the airpods but if you're a gym like a lot if that's your main use case for airpods like i'm sure it depends on the size and format of your ear but like when i start to sweat i have to be constantly like pushing them you know down my ears to, to make sure they're fit they didn't fall off oh huh, really and yeah so that was becoming a bit annoying so i decided to yeah. buy a pair of headphones for the gym and when i go out for a run or something it was either beats x or the i think it's like power beats the one that like wraps around all your whole ear and stuff um i didn't want that so i bought the beats x and they have like a shit ton of like little the 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 plastic thing the the rubber thing i mean the like the, the thing that actually goes inside your ear and they have like this little like wings to even give you more support and so i have that and they like they isolate a lot like they isolate very well the sound from the outside so when i'm at the gym like i i never put the the volume max but like if i'm like 60% up you can't hear anything else so like isolation is pretty good uh the only downside would be that when you are running like actually running uh, the impact of your steps uh like it, you can hear that a lot because it's you know it's like in-ear uh, stuff you can hear okay. the doom, doom, mm. doom when you're running but if you're if the volume is loud enough that go like you don't hear okay. <laughs> that's the only downside <laughs> But yeah, so it's like if you want a pair of earbuds for your day to day, I would still recommend the AirPods first. Like they're magical, for sure. But like if your primary use is going to be like gym or working out or stuff, the Beats X are pretty good. I'm I'm happy with the purchase. So, uh, you thought of something? Recommendation. <laughs> I mean, I guess can I talk about one thing that I saw that was cool that. I haven't bought or tried. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, so there's this thing called Luna Display. Have you heard of it? I don't think so. Luna? Is that a, like a brand? Do they make like smart lights or something? No, they do not. Um, okay. So the company so is Astro. You've probably heard of Astropad before. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> it's kind of their new uh, next generation tool that they built uh and it's basically a small little thing you plug into your computer over a usb-c um and there's a lot of like different drivers and stuff like that that make it uh super uh easy and fluid to use an ipad pro as a display for your computer 
but that's not all there is uh, here. Is that what the the cool thing about that that is is that you can use the Apple Pencil to interact with macOS. I just think that's like super cool. Uh, and right Ooh, now it's a Kickstarter. Uh, it's they it went way over. Uh, so their uh, their goal was thirty k, and they have like. 300k 346k um so yeah it seems pretty successful uh i'm so curious to try it um i like there's i feel like there's something interesting about using mac with an apple pencil i i feel like that's something that i would use so yeah if you want to try this out you can back the project i saw it but i didn't back I don't have an iPad. Like, it's not for me, but it, this is pretty impressive tech. Yeah. For sure. That's it. Cool. Links in the show notes. All right. Um, so that is it. Again, very casual show. But I am glad to that, that you're back. And, hey, also, we didn't mention, but you're at home with internet. In I know. Like it's amazing. setup. That is amazing. I got the internet. Congratulations on one that. One day before I, I left. <laughs> Boom. Boom. And now I'm back, so, and it's glorious, and my internet is really fast. So I'm happy. <laughs> and you're not at an Airbnb. All right, so this is it for the show. Y'all can find the show notes at layout.fm or go to spectrum.chat. We also have like a, a channel there, whatever they are calling it now, a, a community, I guess. All, all of our episodes are there posted automatically and like we can have a discussion and a conversation about each and every one of them. And uh, you can also follow us on the Twitters. We are at layout.fm or Kevin is at vernalkick and I'm at rafahari. You can follow us there uh, for hilarious tweets. <laughs> and um, and nice yeah. Try. Well, thanks to Guillermo Silva for editing this show. As always, thank you so much. And I believe that is our outro. <laughs> right? Yes, you did it. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I still got it. <gasps> Boom. Okay. All right, dude. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. So give us an update okay. on your crazy diet. Okay. Previously on Layout FM, uh, I started this crazy diet. <laughs> I'm eating the same thing every day. And it's basically chicken, rice, whitefish, broccoli, and a shit ton of eggs. Um, so how long have you been doing this? Now? I've been doing this for uh, four and a half weeks. Wow. And I've been keeping it up. Like, uh, it's been fine. Well, it's hard sometimes, but like it's been easier as it goes along. Um, but but this is very exciting. Uh, last actually yesterday, uh, Sunday, recording this on Monday. Yeah, Sunday. Um, it was the the end of the fourth week. So, how do I get a reward? I can have a cheat meal, and I had. Ah, so okay. For one meal after four long weeks. Uh, I was allowed to have anything that I want. Like, all right, so no sodas. And I I try to avoid, like, fats and, like, I didn't have fries, for example. But it was like, all right, you go crazy. Uh, so I did. Uh, I went to the mall because, you know, I want to have, like. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, cause, oh, because uh, we went to the movies. So the movies at the, the okay. theaters at the mall. So you get fast And because food. at the mall, like, I have every single restaurant available. So I was like, all right, let's have everything. So I had this huge, juicy hamburger. And while the order was, while they were cooking the burger, I went to have, like, two slices of pizza. So I had, like, pizza and a hamburger at the same time. And then for dessert, I had, like, a full, like, I don't know what you call it, like a thing of uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Um, okay, you you really went all in on this. Oh yeah, yeah you have to. Yeah, it was cool. like a crazy, full, crazy meal. Dude, yeah, and later that day it was back to white fish and white. Oh god, eggs. <laughs> so have you had your your eggs for today? I had two meals with that involved eggs, but I'm still missing my last meal. So as done as. Uh, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to cook some eggs. Cool. Eat some eggs. It's possible, people. You can do it. Eat your eggs. Hi, right, bud. It was All nice right. talking to you. Talk to you next, next week. week. Bye. Bye.